Good afternoon, all my beauty professionals. Today in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about becoming a better student and developing strong study skills. So I want you in listening to this to consider and analyze yourself and think about what kind of learner you are. And just know that whatever trade you are in, you want to be a lifelong student if you really want to master your craft. And just so you know, no matter how long it is you do something, you will never, ever be perfect in it, but you can be very, very good in it. You can be excellent in what you do. And I feel like if you have the attitude that you're always learning, that you should always be learning, that it keeps you humble, that you'll never be arrogant in the trade that you're in, which will make you better at what you do and more people will want to come to you for your service that's whether you're learning to be a chef or a driver or a cosmetologist like i am or an educator like i am um whatever it is you choose to do you're always learning something you should always be learning something so I'm going to go over three different types of learning styles, and then we're going to talk about study spaces where you can better study what works for you, what doesn't work for you. This is your first time listening to me. I want to introduce myself. I'm Miss Bonnie, and I am a cosmetologist licensed. I have been for 26 years. I'm also an educator. I have been for 19 years teaching cosmetology. So first thing I taught was manicuring. And then I was moved to the freshman cosmetology room. And then they um, had me teaching freshman and state board for manicurists and cosmetologists. I also tutor people from different countries to help them pass their state board. I'm here in the state of California. And one day I'll tell you why I got into education and why I stuck with it, though my mind is not closed to working in a salon. That's just not my my niche. I prefer to be an educator and actually help people to succeed. So that's kind of my passion. I love to be a part of someone's journey when they come into this industry. And I love to see their dreams unfold and see people move on to be successful with what they set out to do. So that's a little bit about me. I would encourage you, if you like what you're hearing, if you're learning, to share my podcast with other people to follow me. And if you want to, you know, communicate with me and ask me questions, I will do my best to get back to you. I don't know everything. I do know a lot, but what I don't know, I can research it and get back to you. And if I honestly can't find anything on what you're asking, then I will tell you if I don't know. Um, also, don't forget to check me out on YouTube, Miss V's Beauty Tutorials. And same thing, I teach on video. I do hands-on, you know, color, nails, facials, waxing, everything. Hair, skin, and nails. So that's what this is really all about. It's beauty education. That's what I'm all about. And yeah, 
So hopefully you enjoy this and share it with someone and you learn something from it and become a better student, a better learner for yourself. So you can understand how you learn things and you and your teacher can have um, a better communication, better relationship, hopefully, you know. Um, the first type of, well, first thing I want to tell you is everybody learns different. I think we all know that. And the information that I'm giving you is nothing that's set in stone. So it's not like absolute is what I'm saying. Because with reading over these different learning styles, I have realized that I also learn in different ways. I'm not just one set of a learner. So you just have to figure that out for yourself and figure out when you're studying, is it better for you to be in groups? Some people it is. Is it better for you to be off to yourself? Do you like to have noise in the background? Do you like to have headphones in? Are you playing a video game while you're studying? And it really doesn't matter as long as you get the work done and you do well in it. That's all that matters to me, at least. So the first type of learner, and hopefully this time I won't get interrupted. I'm a little annoyed. I'm just going to tell you guys this because this is the second time I have tried, not today. I tried to do this podcast last week and in the middle of me talking and I was not paying attention, I looked down at my recorder and it was not recording. Even though I have my phone on do not disturb, for whatever reason, people all of a sudden want to start calling me. So then what happens is it cuts off my recording. So I was yapping on and, you know, really getting into it. And then I looked down and it wasn't even recording. So I'm annoyed because it happened again today. And I'm annoyed because I did almost 20 something minutes worth of talking. And I looked down and someone had called. So it cut off my recording. So hopefully this time it won't happen. I can get through this so I can get this out to you guys. It must be a good message if it keeps getting interrupted. Okay, the first type of learner is a visual learner. Visual learners need to see or visualize the information that's being given to them. So for instance, if you're in a lecture class, it does not do this learner any justice just from looking at the text and reading out of the text. They're not gonna get it. So and usually this particular learner, usually, you cannot put everybody in a bundle. But overall, most of the time, this type of learner is right in the front because they like to see the expressions from the teacher when they're speaking, what type of expressions they're giving when they're given the information. But this learner likes to have charts and graphs and maybe see YouTube videos or see videos, some type of visual, whether it be hands-on demonstrations to visually see so they can relate to the information that's being told to them. Otherwise, they can't really relate. This particular learner, you may see them with colorful notebooks. Sometimes while the teacher is talking, they may have drawings of what the teacher is saying, and they'll have color tabs next to it. 
different highlights in their book, different colors like pink, yellow, bright green. So it's visual things to help them. Um, also flashcards. They may have a lot of flashcards. They may write a lot of annotations on the side like myself. And this is all just so you can understand um, if this is how you learn, that this may be something when you're asking your teacher a question, if they're not doing any visuals, you know, well, Mr. Mrs. So-and-so, do you by any chance have any paperwork that shows how this is done? Or can you show me what you mean or what the text is saying? You know, can you draw it out? Anything that's visual will help this particular learner to grasp that information. So if I'm talking about nail funguses, there's something like a picture or a visual that I have to give this particular learner so they can say, oh, okay, I understand what this particular nail disorder or nail disease does, what makes it different from the other ones. So when you're studying nail diseases and funguses and all that good stuff, you may color coat your notes so you can relate this particular color is this type of nail fungus, whatever, like that. Um, yeah, so that's that type of learner. The next type of learner is an auditory learner, which means they learn by hearing. So for instance, listening to this podcast would be a form of auditory learning. You hear me speaking information and you can relate to it more so than if we were standing face to face and I was showing you something. You would have to hear me tell you. Um, a lot of times people, that's why they have audible books now, because people may love books, but they don't necessarily have the patience or grasp it by looking at the words and reading it. They do better by hearing it. So handouts and that kind of thing may not be necessarily good for this type of learner, but lecture would be. So in theory class, when you're talking, the teacher's discussing the subject, this particular learner can grasp that information better. Um, some ways that you can improve on that is, well, I've had students record my lectures. They listen to it at home and they'll tell me, <laughs> I remember some of my students, you know, like if English was their second language, they would record me. They ask, of course, Ms. Vani, can I record you? Of course you can. And they would say, you know, I listened to your, to your recording over and over and over again. I'm like, really? You you really heard my voice over and over again, <laughs> but that's what helped them to learn. So um, headphones, a lot of times before you go to bed, I heard that was a, a good way to get into your subconscious. So that way when you're studying or you read something or see something on a test, you may have a memory of it and can remember it better because you listened to it right before you went to sleep. A lot of times you'll dream about it also too. So things like reading the text out loud, that's a way of hearing it audibly, especially when you're doing subjects like anatomy, physiology, skin diseases and disorders, disinfection, sanitation. That is a really long chapter. 
you know, and it, it needs a lot of memory for those things, the different types of disinfectants, the different agencies you need to know. So um, for myself in relating to this particular type of learner, for instance, if I'm doing a class and I have key points that I want to get across to the class that I think are important, I will audibly speak them out you know, and also if I'm studying something like, for instance, math, which is one of my worst subjects. But if I'm looking at a problem, sometimes looking at it is not enough. I have to say it out loud to myself. And sometimes I'll say it two or three times, read that problem out loud. And it's just something about it that will click sometimes by me speaking it out. So if you feel like this may be you, then there you have it. You're an auditor, auditory learner. Some people may relate by singing a song, you know, back in the day when we were kids, at least when I was a kid, because I might be a little older than you guys. But I remember, what did we used to sing? But it was relating to anatomy and physiology. We had to sing... Um, the ankle bones connected to the, you know, knee bone, the knee bones connected to the, like that. I'm not going to sing it though, but yeah. And that was all auditory to help you to remember the different bones of the body. That's actually giving me a good idea. Next time I do an anatomy class, there you go. Okay. The last type of learner I'm going to tell you about is tactile kinesthetic learners. These particular learners actually kind of, well, I ain't going to say that. Well, yeah, I was going to say I feel kind of bad for them because they, they are labeled, which I can't stand labels. But a lot of students that learn like this are labeled as having ADD, attention deficit disorder. I just know I'm telling you this, but that doesn't mean that it's true, although I have encountered students like that where they had short attention span and when i'm doing a demo they uh-huh uh-huh uh -huh, or like you know like they're trying to rush it along this type of student may need a lot of breaks so i would say to any educator that has this kind of student you have to learn patience you will have to be patient with that learner and understand that it's nothing personal you know um their attention spans are short a lot of times, let's say I'm demonstrating a 90 degree haircut or a 180 haircut or a hair color application, this student may want to grab their mannequin and set up and do the demonstration along with me because they have their hands in it and they're actually doing it along with you. So that helps them to retain the information better. Sometimes chewing gum may help this particular learner. They have to keep something in their hands. They may enjoy studying in a coffee shop because there's always something going on and there's lots of noises happening. Um, theory, if you're doing theory with this type of learner in your class, how can you appeal to this type of learner? Well, in this case, instead of just standing there reading out of the book, you know, 
what I used to love about Pivot Point when I taught from Pivot Point, they had this big teacher's manual. And I loved it because for every lesson, they had different ideas that you could incorporate into your theory class to make it more fun. So for instance, chemistry, what I used to like to do for one, I would do projects where I would have them pick one of their favorite products, makeup, shampoo, whatever it was. And I would have them get into groups and research that product, list about five main ingredients in that product, find out what effect it has on the hair, skin, or wherever they're using it, whether it was a nail polish, and then um, tell a molecule that made up one of those chemicals in it and what it does, the structure of that molecule. And then I would have them make shampoos and I would have them shampoo each other's hair so they could get a feel for it. But also it opened their mind to chemistry, that it wasn't just a boring subject, but it was getting them involved with the chemistry and understanding, too, that as cosmetologists, you can have a business making your own products. You can make your own makeup. You can make your own nail polishes. You can make your own shampoos that's actually really healthy for you with no damaging chemicals. So the the shampoo that I use right now on myself, I make my own shampoo and it's all natural stuff. And this I bring to the classroom. So that particular learner is getting their hands in these ingredients and then you can retain the information better. With the visual learner, they're getting visuals of these charts that they're making, but also seeing the shampoo and using it on someone's hair and seeing the effects that a homemade shampoo can have on the hair. So that was fun. Um, some other ideas, uh, scrubs, you know, I used to do simple sugar scrubs with olive oil and sugar and just have them, you know, put it on their hands or their lips just so they can visibly feel that change on the skin from using a scrub. Um, what else did I used to have them do? Uh, scrub shampoos. I had them make their own nail polishes before. So you get the idea of what I'm saying. With this particular learner, it's fun for them in that they're not just sitting there watching the teacher in the front of the class do a lecture. They may need a lot of breaks in between. And one thing that I will say that I loved about Redkin was that when they gave classes, they were always in tune with their students and they could see when the class was going left, like the attention span was not being retained. So they would have the class get up. They would always come to class with a huge, big speaker. And I mean, that speaker would rock the class. And before they even started the class, the music was loud. You would come in there and they would get started with this clapping the hands way up in the air to the left, to the right, you know, and you'd be doing these dance movements to get that blood circulating to your brain. And they would do that every like 15 minutes or so when they saw that, you know, some of the students were straying away. They wanted to keep your attention. So I always thought that was a great idea.
And that's really it, all that I have as far as the different types of learners. So it's nice to, you know, reflect on yourself, find out what type of learner you are. Now we're going to talk about the study spaces that works for you. Um, You want to be set up anytime you're studying for something, be prepared. And how do you do that? You know, you want to have everything that you need, all of your supplies that's pertaining to studying. And this is serious because for cosmetology, for manicuring, for esthetician, we have to be licensed. So you have to go to the state and take a state licensing exam. And if you don't have good study habits while you're in school, it's not going to work for you with the exam. You really want to start early. And not only that, though, throughout your career, whatever you're going to be learning, newer ways to do extensions, newer ways to apply, you know, lightener to the hair, the newest balayage techniques, all that, you know, if you want to retain that, you got to figure out what kind of student you are, what kind of learner are you, and what works best for you. So for me, I'm old school. I like paper, notepads, pens, pencils. I like highlighters, index cards, um, different dividers. Love that kind of stuff. Love to have my iPad by me. And I am sitting in a quiet room with the TV on low on the news. And I don't know why it has to be the news, but I know when I'm writing lesson plans, when I'm making up a test, whatever it is, for some reason, That vibration of the news coming through the TV just works for me. Or like, um, you know what else works for me too? I take that back. Uh, ASMR videos, like the fireplace going, love that kind of stuff. Uh, Or like a, a little cafe with the ocean waves. That helps me to focus too. But what helps you to focus? Is it in an office? Do you have a home office or do you like to go to the library? Um, Do you like to be in the coffee shop? Is the lighting good for you? Do you have a laptop that you use? Do you have an iPad? I have pen and paper and pencils, but I also have an iPad with a keyboard case on it. So it's like my little laptop. And I like to have that nearby too for when I'm looking up things online. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you have a TV nearby? Do you have your headphones in? Are you sitting in your gaming chair with your two computer screens? Is your seating area comfortable? You know, um, all these things are important. Do you like to sit at the park? Do you like to go to the beach to hear the waves while you're studying? Does that inspire you to study? You know, does that keep your attention and focus in your studying? So these are all things to think about. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Don't forget, check me out on YouTube and please share this podcast if you enjoyed it, if you truly learned from it. And just look for me to come with more things. I think the next podcast is going to be developing your study skills. And um, we'll see. We'll keep going. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And I hope you have a happy holidays. I hope you have a great new year. 
I hope that you succeed in whatever it is that you set out to do career-wise and in your life. And thank you again. Bye.